Are you a business that advertises to other businesses on social media? It is not an easy market. So head over to nhbusinessshow.com slash funnels and check out Funnels by Kiara. The system is phenomenal working with other businesses. So if that's your target market and you're not getting results, check it out. nhbusinessshow.com slash funnels. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Amster Business Show. My name is Chris Pastrana, and today I'm here with Chris Duhaim of Pivot Creative. Welcome yep. to the show, Chris. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, definitely. So let's get started with this. Uh, tell me a little bit about you and the business and kind of where it all began, just everything. Sure. Um, so I've been doing uh, graphic design for the last 15 plus years uh, at this point. Uh, about five or so years ago, I started uh, my company, Pivot Creative. Uh, we're basically a full-service digital marketing agency. Uh, we do everything from graphic design uh, and logos and branding to websites to um, helping fuel a company's website as well with social media, SEO, uh, email campaigns, um, really anything that can start to drive traffic and really build a, a funnel for the client. Yeah, cool. Yeah, because I was checking out your social media um, beforehand, and I noticed... Uh, was it Warrior Soul Healing Movement with Becky Delco? Sure. Yeah, really. I, I love her. I did an interview with her a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, sure. So it was kind of funny. I'm like, oh, I know her. Yeah, yeah. That was a that was a long time ago. Yeah. Unfortunately, my social media takes a little bit of a hit sometimes when I'm just so busy working with other clients. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's definitely uh, one of the clients that we've worked with in the past yeah. for sure. That's really cool. Um, so where did it all begin? Like, I like talking to creatives. Sure. Because there's a lot going on behind the scene that just uh, doesn't come out when, yeah. during the finished process. Yeah. So kind of like. What's the process look like when you you know you get a new client they want something and sure um so for our process it's really di diving deep into uh, really identifying who their main clients are um, really creating sort of a um, a client profile if you will that will really deep dive into deep where those clients are getting their information where they're where they're buying what are they buying and how how are they buying so you you really identify all those key terms and key uh, key places where those those clients are, are purchasing uh, products and then we help them identify what a message that would get across to them you know identify what their pain points are so that we can uh, build a story around how our clients can help them um, so that's really kind of the first step before we start really designing anything or, or you know creating a logo or anything like that we really want to dive deep into who they who their clients are and you know why they need their service in the first place yeah okay Hmm. I'm not quite sure where to go with that one, but yeah, so, hmm. so you mentioned identifying pain points and like what goes into that? What, what should a company actually be looking for as far as, you know, sure. That type of area. Yeah. I, I, pain points would be basically, so like if you're a, you're a contractor and you understand that a lot of times, uh, your customers are upset with, you know, time, you know, or money, uh, over budgets, things like that. You really identify what those pain points are for your, for their clients mm -hmm. Um, so like, in, for example, uh, you know, like I mentioned before, a contractor, they, they have clients that you know, tend to deal with um, clients that are dealing with time over, you know, going over on time, going over on budget. Um, you know, maybe the scope of the project isn't really laid out at the beginning. So what we do is we identify what those pain points are and then build a story around them for our clients so that they can kind of hit those pain points in their message. So, you know, for, for example, we would have a contractor that would say, we understand or we're empathetic to 
your situation with having to deal with timelines and, and going over budget. So we like to make sure that we attack that right off the bat. We put the research in and make sure that everything is kind of laid out for the client. Uh, and then from there, we build uh, you know, their brand from there. Okay, cool. So that's interesting, branding. Because mm-hmm. I get into this with like all my clients, sure. especially creatives in this area. Yeah. What should people should be looking for for branding? Sure. Because I, I know it's probably a little different for like a contractor or a realtor, but are there things that they should really be addressing as far as uh, what their image should be and their brand and all yeah, that? Yeah, I, I mean, I think the biggest thing off the bat is just consistency across the board. You know, when you're creating a logo or a um, or a typeface, something along those lines. You want to make sure that that's consistent from your business cards to your website to any slicks or uh, you know social media that you're doing. Um, so what we do is um, you know help them identify what kind of brand or, or logo they're looking for. There's a lot of different types. Uh, you can just do a complete uh, you know typeface uh, logo. You can create an iconic logo. You can create a more um, animated logo. So it really just depends on what type of direction the client wants to go with if they want something simple you know we just you know we create a nice text logo for them with some sort of identifying factor that will you know take them to the next level that they can pull out maybe use on some of their um, you know letterhead or so you know just something that makes them unique because that's really what it all comes down to is the uniqueness of the brand so they can be identified so that could be color it could be type font it could be um, it could be an image, something along those lines. Yeah. I like when you say consistency because I see that a lot. And I'm not going to say I do it because I totally do. Sure. <laughs> like, we're, uh, you know, it's a little different everywhere. And just making making sure it's all together and you know, kind of in one, yeah. one style. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think that's one of the biggest things that, uh, and this is, would be something that I would tell any, any client that's working with me or any other uh, designer or uh, creative company is when you get your logo and you get your branding put together the way you want it make sure you get all the vector formats of the logo ai eps um, those are going to be uh, the files you're going to need for the duration of the business you know when you're creating signage or when you're you're doing logos you're always going to have somebody asking for those you may not be able to open them yourself typically because they're not um, you know you would need the special design programs for that but um, just having them in a folder on your desktop, uh, it's just easy for you to send that. Otherwise, what happens is, I, I run into this a lot, somebody will come to me with the JPEG, and then I've got to recreate that JPEG into a vector format mm. for all their different collateral. And although I can create it as, as close as possible, sometimes it's a little off because I don't know what the font is, or I don't know um, you know what colors they used. So if you've got that from the beginning, it helps you. It helps you kind of keep that consistent look throughout the entire yeah. duration. That's a really good tip. Yeah, sure. Because <laughs> I've I've seen that a few times too. I think yeah. even in my stuff, I probably have some of it, but I probably don't have all of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's typically like I would say you want to get the JPEGs and all those things because there's going to be things that you're going to want to do. So like a Word document or you know creating an email blast where you've got you just want to use a JPEG. And that's all fine, but if you're going to be, you know, branding like a, a T-shirt or um, putting a, a logo on a mug or pens or something like that, you really are going to need that vector format. Otherwise, they're going to charge you for that and recreating it, and you're going to have to go out and try to find your designer again if you aren't still in contact with them. So it's just nice. That's one thing you definitely want to try to have at the beginning of every project for sure. Cool, definitely. I can, yeah, that's 
important. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. And that's part of the consistency piece, yeah. really just, you know, keeping that, that brand going. And like, if you, if you're at a point in your business where you feel like you want to kind of upscale the types of clients you're getting and you, you know, maybe you had your, your cousin's nephew's brother, um, create your logo the first time and you're kind of looking to ramp up, um, you know, there's definitely ways to do that and where you don't completely lose your brand and don't necessarily have to rebrand everything, but you can do it in like a, a subtle way um, that will, you know, maybe really help your website pop, but maybe your truck decals aren't quite there yet. And that stuff will happen over time. It's just basically, you know, once you've established your, your look and feel and you want to kind of upgrade, it gets expensive to do that. So yeah. um, you can do it in, in kind of bits and pieces and, um, that's that's what I always recommend as opposed to just like trying to do everything at one time. Yeah, so. because you're right. Those big rebrandings can be very expensive sure. depending on where your logo is. Yeah, exactly. But like, just, oh, oh, what's the term? Um, like the one degree of change or something like that? Sure. So you're, it's uh, pretty much the same logo, just little, just little tweaked different. up. Yeah, yeah, maybe the font's a little bit more modern or like the color palette's a little bit more in style with now. Or even just like, you know, icon, uh, icon design has changed so much over the course of the last couple of years. You know, originally everything was, you know, 3D, then it kind of went to a shadow box background and now it's more flat. Um, so like little things like that can be adjusted over time, um, without really causing a complete rebrand, uh, for that as well. Yeah. So cool. So what other things do you typically work on? I mean, we talked about branding and yeah. some website stuff, but like, there's probably more to the creative side of pivot creative. Sure. Yeah. No. Um, so websites is definitely a bigger, a bigger piece of what we do. Yeah. Um, you know, we like to really make everything nice and, uh, you know, obviously consistent, but also read well on all different types of mediums. So, uh, tablets, uh, phones, things like that. So just making sure that everything kind of is cohesive nowadays. I mean, your phone is almost as, as important as your desktop version of your website. So depending on the client, we may actually start with the mobile version of the design first and then move backwards to a more of a desktop version afterwards. It really yeah. just depends on um, where that client's getting their um, message out there. And we can really identify that through their Google Analytics. We can see you know, a breakdown of how, how their clients are coming in, whether it's mobile, desktop, um, and then you know, we can design it around that. Um, so like, you know, Google Analytics is really a, a, a cornerstone for a lot of what we do because it really helps us identify what's working, what's not. Um, you know, do we need more calls to action on a certain page because maybe we're not getting the, the lead through that we want. Um, so, yeah, the, it's, a, it's, it's constantly kind of a battle. You're, you're really, um, when you're doing SEO or website design, it's not really a set and, set and forget sort of thing. It's yeah. something that you really want to be, uh, engaged with and making changes on a regular basis because you you never know um, what the next technology is going to bring you know whether it's uh, you know lead magnets um, which is actually something that we're really starting to get into now where we're creating PDFs for companies that are uh, engaging enough that they'll actually um, somebody will give their email address and we can then put them into an email marketing campaign and start to do some marketing automation for the client so that they don't have to do all that themselves. They don't have to send out an individual email every time somebody comes to their website. They can put them in through the flow that will, you know, they'll send out the first email, you know, an introductory, then maybe three weeks down the road, they'll get another email just based on this automation flow that we create for the client. Yeah. So. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. We're going to straighten things down here as we sure. go because I have a lot of things I'm going to yeah, ask no as problem. we move forward. Because um, 
you mentioned something I thought was interesting and people don't actually ever, or maybe they just don't think about it, especially as new entrepreneurs. Sure. And it's not just having a website. Right. Because you know? you're like, yeah, I, ha- I have a website now. I'm like, great. That would have been good back in like, 1990. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. But now it's the website and you have to almost very strategically design your website to like, is it pulling people into the opt-in page? Is it doing mm-hmm. this? Are you even set up to, you know, take a lead that you're spending the money on? Sure. Like you spend all this money in advertising, you funnel it to your site, but there's nothing there for them to engage with and mm-hmm. you're just kind of hoping they do something. I'm like, but there's a huge process there that, oh, sure. you know, people aren't even thinking about. Yeah, uh, no, that's absolutely right. I mean, I think that's, that's kind of a holistic approach. It's not, like you said, it's not just a website or a landing page or something like that. You've really got to kind of develop that whole um, interaction with the client and, you know, what the, what they're going to do next and how are you going to interact with them next time. Yeah. And so it's really bringing that whole piece together, um, you know, into a nice story for the client too. I mean, a lot of it's based on, on how you're going to be helping the client, but then also just like little tidbits that you can give them, like just little information here and there that will – um, you know, get them thinking and really, you know, whether it's an industry related thing or I always like to help my clients promote their clients um, because it just shows camaraderie, co- uh, community, um, and just really kind of brings the whole thing together as well. So yeah. that's pretty good because, yeah, because because some people, when they have more expensive products, I'm trying to think out of a phrase, yeah, sure, <laughs> like they have more of expensive products and like, yeah, I have this great idea, it's like $20,000 and I'm going to funnel people towards it. I'm like, you're probably not. Right. So like, even like, okay, so my big goal is to get them here. They have this huge, you know, like $20,000, $30,000 product I want to sell them. Okay. So how am I going to design the product below it to drive it up? And then you drive it down to like the free PDF. Sure. That you were talking about. Yep. That they come in on that and then you, you're funneling them through the system to get to your actual goal. Exactly. And it's very... It's like strategic and chess based, and oh, yeah, you know, it requires some force, some foresight that they're probably not even realizing. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times somebody that's going to a site and it's a twenty or thirty thousand dollar, you know, item or service yeah. or something like that, it's not likely they're just going to pull the trigger like that and mm-hmm. you know purchase it. So you've got to kind of court them a little bit. So you know, you always give them the option to purchase the product right off the bat. You know, mm-hmm. you never know; somebody could just be interested yeah. in it and that's what they want. But you also want to give them a little bit something sort of like the courting stage of, uh, you know, of marrying someone or something along those lines. So you give them a little teaser, whether it's an email, um, whether it's a PDF or or maybe you're just giving them a free consultation or a phone call, something that's not really a full commitment, but it also keeps you in the door, uh, keeps you uh, in, the, in the room um, with the client so that you can, you know, engage with them later through social media or through emails. Uh, and then when they're ready to pull the trigger, you're, you're the one that's there, um, you know, just in front of their their yeah. um, eyes as, as much as possible. Yeah. So, I mean, we find that a lot with, um, like, contractors, for example. I mean, they have a we, – we like to work with a lot of, like, commercial builders and things. So, you know, they're talking a few million-dollar projects, things like that. <laughs> yeah. So that's not something that somebody just buys online a lot of times. But um, if you if you do a good job of kind of showcasing your projects, um, really going through the case study and, like, the even the downfalls, the pitfalls that happened and how you were able to correct them and really show them – these are things that happen. I mean, it's just part of any business. So it's how do you adapt to those those issues and then how do you correct them? I think those are things that people want to know. So you create case studies that will actually funnel them into um, you know, additional emails down the road or tidbits of information that they might find useful 
Um, you know, we're doing a campaign right now where they're really trying to go after like new restaurant owners that are trying to build restaurants. And so we're trying to really provide their clients with kind of the pitfalls that happen in construction that you want to be aware of. Now, whether they use this company or not, um, I just, you know, we want to make sure that they understand, like, you've got to make sure you know permits, you got to make sure you know codes, um, insurances. These are all things that are going to come up and just making them aware of them so that when they do make that that decision, they know who gave them that information. Yeah. So. That's actually a really good point. I, <clears throat> I love the idea of putting in, this is what could go wrong. Sure. <laughs> like, yeah. it's it's creative in a way that most people don't do it because they try to hide that stuff. Right. Because for some reason they think, oh, if it's not 100% right, they're not going to buy. Like, But buyers understand sometimes that things go wrong. And having good testimonials is okay because you know you did well in the end. Mm-hmm. But what about the everything that happened what in the middle the there? What about bad stuff? Know? Yeah. yeah. I, so like, the way we always look at it is, and this is kind of the way everything marketing has always been is like you're if you're so let's say you're the client and you're trying to um, reach out to your customers you always like kind of push all the great things that you've done you know you do all these different services um, you really you know kind of hammer them with all the all of the um, you know highlights of your company but like realistically when somebody's bragging about themselves you kind of shut off in the first place so what we try to do is make it more about the client so they're the hero and you're really the guide. So you're just kind of guiding them through their process, through their buying patterns, things like that. You know, consider you your Obi-Wan Kenobi as opposed to uh, Luke. Um, that's kind of what it all comes down to. You're really guiding the client through their pain points, through their pain um, process, and helping them identify, okay, yep, this is something I actually do deal with, and this is how I can solve that problem. And then what does it look like after we've solved the problem, whether that's new leads or, or whatnot, so, or better-looking better uh, designed you know, project, something along that, yeah, those lines. Cool. Awesome. So. Cool. So let's take a quick break here for a word from our sponsors, and we will be right back. Labor is expensive. It's probably one of the largest costs to running a business, um, especially when you get to administration, um, the actual running of a business. So head over to com slash project quoting to check out how we can streamline this for smaller companies. With our system, you can run straight from the billing and quoting process, which is linked right to your website. So what it allows you to do is have a website and a form up there that they can quote themselves on your product, pay, and then all of that will be delivered directly into QuickBooks so you can even help get rid of a bunch of costs of having an assistant running a company for you. Let's check it out, nhbusinessshow.com slash project quoting and see how their services can help you out today. You have a 14-day free trial, so get started, try it out. We talked a little bit about the business itself. Now, before we get into like the tips and uh, stuff like that, let's get a little bit more of like the, the services the company actually provides. Sure. So, um, like I, I mentioned before, uh, Pivot's uh, been in business for about 15 years, uh, you know, helping with graphic design, logo design. Uh, and you know, over the last you know, maybe 10 years at this point, we've started doing uh, website design, search engine optimization, social media for clients, email campaigns. Um, we do, uh, you know, content creation, so blogs um, that will help, you know, just kind of boost their SEO through um, just really putting more relevant content out there. Um, and then in addition to all that, we also do um, printing and promotional products as well because we like to really try to be that kind of one-stop shop. I hate that term. But, um, but really that's what we're trying to be is, you know, if you've got a marketing 
question or um, or need something, you can just reach out to me, and I I will make sure that I go through all my resources to get you you know quotes, different different pricing, different options, and then from there you can make the decision which way you want to go. Um, you know, a lot of times we like to be known as like kind of the marketing director that doesn't actually work for the company. Um, so, you know, we want to be in, involved in any meetings that have to do with, you know, how to grow the company, whether, even in, in sales meetings, things like that, because we like to work with sales, sales people because they're, they're on the ground floor. They're the ones out there talking to clients. So how can we make their lives easier? Um, you know, so whether it's slicks or um, different promotional products, we can help with that as well. Um, so, you know, it's a, we're a lot cheaper than hiring some uh, marketing director in-house a lot of times because um, they've got to, you know, pay workman's comp and things like that. So, you know, we provide all of those things. And you're not just getting one person. You're getting a team of, you know, 10 to 15 different groups of people that are all working on your project. And, and I'm there kind of helping kind of project manage and, and steer, the, steer the boat, I guess, uh, to help kind of get all the marketing down for you. All right. Cool. Yeah. That's pretty good. So let's get – I want to get into this a little bit. Um Let's talk about being creative at first, because yeah, sure. you're a creative company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, do you do a lot of the design work yourself? In so, uh, so I, I used to do a lot more of it. Now I now I've actually got designers that I work with. Yeah. Um, my background's in design, so like nothing goes out without me looking at it pretty much um, multiple times. Sometimes I would say I'm probably pickier than the client a lot of times. Um, so you know, basically I, I vet everything through. We do multiple options. I, you know, I work with my designers on multiple options before I send the client kind of the final version that I think they'll like. And then from there, if they don't, you know, for whatever reason, don't like a certain section, we have options available that we can send them afterwards. We like to give them kind of, it's, when you get so many options, sometimes it, it leads somebody in the wrong direction and we want to make sure we get them put the best foot forward. Um, and, you know, so we try to really, really nail down the design. I mean, it's very rare that we have a client say, this is not the direction we want to go in because we really do the research prior to, we find out other sites they like, we find out the design aesthetic they have, um, and we, we kind of wireframe everything out before we even put any you know pixels uh, down on, uh, you know, pushing pixels is what we always call it, basically creating uh, any of the designs. We really kind of put the, the layout all together, so. Yeah, all right, cool. So that actually brings up a pretty good question. Kind of going from more of the design route where you're actually doing the work, Sure. A management route. Sure. Because that's kind of that stepping stone that a lot of entrepreneurs hit that they have a problem with. Sure. <laughs> because they're not used to getting, delegating. stepping back, looking at, you know, delegating, all these sure. things. How did that go for you, kind of like first time to now? Oh, we're still dealing with it. I mean, it's definitely not a not something that goes away. I'm so I'm very used to doing it. I'm still very hands-on. I'm, I'm constantly co- talking to clients and, um, and really being involved in the whole process. Uh, letting go of that is, is definitely been the most difficult piece for me. Um, I've got a lot of like contractors that I work with that are, you know, across the country. Um, and I work with them pretty much daily. So it's like they're in, you know, in house with me, we do zoom meetings on a pretty daily basis. We're constantly checking in on projects. And, you know, for me, my next step would be probably to hire, you know, a project manager or an admin at this point, something to help with kind of the day-to-day activities and helping maybe me with my own marketing, which you know sometimes gets lacked behind because I'm, I'm really passionate about helping my clients, and that's what keeps me up at night. You know, for me, it's that's the thing that's most important. So as long as they're happy, I'm going to be happy. I'll get the referrals through them, and and you know that's 
that marketing is obviously the you know number one marketing always will be um but it's it's getting them happy that i'm most concerned with so i definitely understand the struggle of letting go of some of that stuff and and it's hiring the right people it's it's hiring like you know hiring a bookkeeper hiring somebody to help with you know your quickbooks or your um your billing i think those are the pieces that that can bog you down a lot of times. So th- those are the first ones that I, for me, those are the first ones I let go. If I can get out of QuickBooks as much as possible, that's what I'm <laughs> going to try to do. So, Yeah. I like that, that whole point because for anyone that's watched me for more than like five minutes and know accounting is not my thing. Sure. You know, so like as, as soon as I get to the point where, you know, we're generating a lot more money and I'm going to be like, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> like you can you can do that portion of it. And Absolutely. And there's a lot of great companies <laughs> out there that do it for small businesses. And so I think, you know, I'd encourage you, even if you feel like you maybe can't make the payment or you you're it's a stretch, to really look into it because the time you save not having to worry about it, you know, you could be worrying. You could be, you know, getting new clients. You could be out networking. There's so many different networking opportunities yeah. out there. So, um, you know, I just would caution you to, to maybe make that step and, um, even if it's just for a few hours every couple of weeks, something to just keep your books in line is always really important. Yeah, just kind of like the they're there just to touch it, make sure it is working. Yeah, make sure everything's. Yeah, you, you've still got money in the bank. Those are yeah. important things for sure. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Um, so I, I guess we can stretch it, look back a little bit into the past, and I like asking like creative people when they kind of get stuck and you know you kind of get that brain fog and you just can't think of what to do did you have anything to like kind of help out and get creative again and kind of help through all that yeah i mean i think it's a lot of times it's just walking away from a project and like you know as a business owner especially in this field you're kind of always thinking about projects in the back of your your head you never know when you're going to you're going to come up with an idea for something you know jot it down or text yourself or voice you know voice message yourself and say this is the direction I want to go with this client. Um, so like, there's always you're always thinking about stuff like that. Um, when you're fogged up, I mean, for me, it's always trying to bounce it off of other people. Um, you know, you know, other industry professionals. I've got, a, I love all. There's a ton of companies that agencies that I work with in the area that I love working with. You know, they they pass work to me, I pass work to them. Um, and like, you know, sometimes it's just reaching out and, you know, just you know, what do you think about this project? Uh, and getting like the other creatives opinion, but then it's also just talking some to somebody that has no opinion about that particular you know industry and just is like going to the table for the first time because realistically, you want to make your message as simple as possible. And so if somebody if somebody who has no interest and is not in in that industry at all can understand it, you know that it's going to blanket across the entire industry. So that's important as well. Okay, cool, awesome. So we were talking about kind of like design, image, and branding and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, at, at what point does someone kind of step back and be like, okay, I have a problem with my image. I probably should talk to someone about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, we we come across it a lot of different ways. I mean, I think it's all based on, you know, when you maybe the next time, one of the times they lose a, a job to a competitor that they know maybe they're better than at a particular, you know, piece of that of that business. And so... You know, maybe they look back and say, maybe my proposal wasn't professional looking enough or my logo wasn't or my website didn't give the right image. I think those are kind of aha moments for them. Um, or it's just like the growth of the business. You're at the point where 
you know, maybe that, that logo that your nephew created for you 10 years ago isn't, isn't quite as relevant as it, it could be now. And so, you know, that's the step where you, you make the next kind of leap forward in your business and you make the investment because you know that by investing in your brand and your image, you're going to start to attract higher end clients, which will help you kind of move up the level, um, you know, for the, you know, the price point that you're looking for. And you can, you know, a client that pays a higher amount and a client that pays a lower amount typically are, are about the same in how they how they work. Sometimes even the, the lower dollar amount client is a lot is a more work because it's they're so invested in how well everything does. They want to be as involved as possible. But like realistically, at a higher dollar amount, sometimes those clients are more hands off and let the let the professional do their job. So you know there's some opportunities there where. You can upscale the type of clients you get. You may actually be helping yourself in the long run as well. So yeah, cool, awesome. So people that want to reach out, um, you know, they want some advice or they want you know your services. How do they get a hold of you? Um, so my email is chris at thepivotplan.com, uh, and my website is thepivotplan.com. So t h e p i v o t p l a n dot com, and you can Facebook and all those every every all the social media are out there as well. Um, and yeah, I would say that's probably the best way to reach me. Awesome. Right. So thank you for joining me on the show. Sure. A lot of fun and a lot of good information for you know my audience and everything. So. Perfect. Yeah, no problem. Thanks. Yeah, awesome. So thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, we're going to roll out with the last word from our sponsors. And I will catch you all during the next interview. If you like reading as much as I do, but you don't have as much time to sit there and actually put a book in front of your face and read it like I do, then check out com slash audible to learn how you can get started on your trial today. Um, it's a great chance to catch up on some reading that you've been avoiding.